I want you to turn in your Bibles to Galatians 5, 6. Galatians 5, 6. Galatians 5, 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. The Galatian church had an issue. And there was a disparity between the peoples. They were having struggles. The book of, of, of Galatians is written to the church at, Gal, uh, at Galatia. It's written uh, to the Galatian church, which is us. I mean, we, we, the church is us. That's who we are. And there was a dispute. And it was a rather serious dispute. You got to understand, during the, the time of, uh, 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 after Jesus had gone, the church was in development. The disciples were not always in harmony. Now, I think that we have an impression that, that, that they were always walking in some kind of a pseudo-experience. That, uh, that everything with them was flowery and that, that it was always peaceful. There were never any problems and that everything was harmonious and utopic. And that's our thought process is that they just didn't have any of these problems. Unlike, of course, when Jesus was on the earth, you know, I mean, Jesus went into the, to the temple and whipped out the money changers. Now, we don't see that the way, I mean, we don't see that development, and we don't classify that as what I'm going to talk about this morning. But, you know, when we get to the apostles, we, we truly believe that it was always in some way super harmonious, super, uh, you know, uneventful, and all they did was miracles, signs, wonders, and deliverance, and they just never had, but see, that just wasn't true. As a matter of fact, in some cases, the, the division became so much so that they couldn't even work together. Barnabas and Paul, the division was so fierce between them that they totally separated and they could not minister together. I mean, do you understand what I'm trying to say? They were mad at each other. They were in disagreement. They were in disharmony. That wasn't God's plan. It certainly wasn't what God wanted. But it happens. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, how many of you love, how many of you are married? Raise your hand if you're married. Wouldn't you love it if you never had a fight? Don't, don't, don't lift, don't shout too loud. I mean, I mean, I, I got married and I don't plan on having any. How many of you plan to have a fight? I know sometimes fighting feels good. No, it don't. But listen, nobody plans it, right? There's nobody in this world that planned to get married so they could fight. No, you got, when you got married, your plan was we were going to ride bikes together all day. Huh? There was never going to be any strains at home. I mean, we were just, it was just going to, I mean, every one of us went into it with our eyes shut. Ain't a one of us went into it with our eyes open. These young couples about to get married, they got no idea what's coming. But it's coming. The freight train is coming. You can't take two people that are total individuals, put them in the same house, and have one right away. I found that to be true in the church. When we put all of us inside the body of Christ in buildings, and we come together, there are going to be issues. Right along. 
Right along, there are going to be issues. There are going to be challenges to the, to the nature of church, to, to what we are, the, the core of who we are. There will be people, no matter how good a church is, no matter how uh, the situations are, you could be the best pastor in all the world. And I'm not that guy. But you could be. Let's say you were. And you just, you were soft-spoken, loving all the time, never corrected, and you would still have people get mad because you didn't correct. That, that's just the nature of who we are to, when we put more than one in a room. We all have opinions, don't we? So did the Galatian church. But here's what I, I, I see a, 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 an important development here. The, he said they don't avail anything. Uncircumcision and circumcision. See, they wanted to bring circumcision back into Christianity. So the Christians had come, and, they, and, and, and we knew that the just shall live by faith, and faith was the issue, and that Abraham's faith was an example. And Jesus told us we were going to be saved by, by simply confessing with our mouth, believing in our heart the Lord Jesus Christ. He discusses that with them. And yet when they come to the church of Galatia, they wanted to add something to it. They wanted to, to continue on with this old message and, 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 and add a burden on top of the new message that wasn't in Christ's message. And so there was a major dispute. The church was having problems. They were fighting over it. And here Paul comes in and says, it doesn't avail, it doesn't, this doesn't avail anything. But faith that worketh by love. A church to succeed. A people to succeed. The gospel to succeed. You to be the example God called you to be. The only way this is going to happen is if you and I do just what, what we learn here, and that is we'll live by faith, but it works by love. One thing I know about really, truly spiritual people, it isn't that we don't have disputes. Matter of fact, if you're around me, I might just be, I'm a, I'll be honest, I'm a little controversial. I'm angry. Oh, come on, none of y'all like that, right? Everybody in here, you just, just everybody can get along with you. <laughs> I got it. I feel something here. I, there's a connection. I just sense it. I'm honry. I'm, you know, I'm a mouthy guy. I got a lot to say at home and in other places. And if I haven't got my prayer life right, my wife will tell me, she, you, need, you need to go fast. You need to go pray. She knows if I pray, I'll do a little bit better with my mouth. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you know, I'm not always the sweetest character. Now, I've gotten a lot better at 45. And having kids, a little girl especially, let me tell you, that little girl has tamed me. I'm telling you now, you want to talk about taming somebody? Man, I, the other day, she was squeezing the, the, the new little puppy. And its little leg had gotten caught up underneath it. And she like tackles it. She runs around and jumps on the puppy. No matter where it's at, she hides, the, she runs, finds the puppy, jumps on the puppy, tackles the puppy, squeezes the puppy, you know. And so the puppy's yelping, you know, just trying to get away. And I, I said, Emily, stop. I was so, my little heart was just so wounded. I thought I got to do something. I said, Emily, come to daddy. Come here. Come to daddy. Come, come, to, come here. And I said, guess what? She said, what? I said, daddy loves you. 
And I, 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 I then proceeded to go on and say, okay, you know, you can't, if you hear the puppy yelping, you need to stop squeezing the puppy. Okay. But you get a little girl in the house, boy, it just, come on, any men know what I'm talking about? Boy, did I need a little girl. <laughs> well, I can be cantankerous and all of those things. But uh, the bottom line of this is, is that really true spiritual people, even though conflicts arise, even though challenges arise, even though we're going to dispute and should, the Bible says, come let us reason together. We're supposed to give out our thoughts. We're supposed to be able to express. We're supposed to be able to communicate. You know, I mean, you know one of the biggest problems in marriage, you know what it is? I just want, I'm, I'm asking. Somebody tell me, what is one of the, other than money? Or in, in a, we could say a lack of communication would be horrible. What about inappropriate communication? I mean, it is the challenge of a marriage to learn to talk, to communicate. How many of you have ever been where you wanted to talk about something? Come on now. You want to really say it. Huh? You want to really tell them what's going on. Oh, come on now. See, I'll tell you what. You know how this works? You know, the worst, I better not go there. You, you know, y'all know one of them things that don't work. It ain't working for you. You really want to tell them the truth. Yes. If I could just say what I really want to say, instead you start talking about the sink instead of the toilet. Huh? I mean, you fight about all kinds of things. You get all frustrated. You leave the house mad and puffy, and then you come back and apologize, but you didn't solve a thing. Has anybody ever done that but me? Oh, sure you have, because you ain't going to talk about it. You don't want to raise that subject. It might be too hard to deal with. Your wife might be emotional, and she might not, you know, I mean, you know if you, if you, if you say that. So you're beating around the bush, and you're hiding behind bushes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're yelling and screaming at each other, but we still haven't hit the point. Folks, what we've got to do is circumcision and uncircumcision avails nothing. That's right. But faith, which worketh by love. Yeah. Now, now, let me read you another. I, I'm, I'm going to ex express this so it will be even clearer to you so we get this. Because this is one of the things that I see as a challenge. I see it as a challenge of our hearts. You see, I got to know your heart. And you got to know my heart. And when we see each other and we, and we hear these disputes and we go through these challenges, we can't necessarily get so caught up in the words. Yes, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, but that's more than just words. That's talking about everything, not just the words, it's about actions and all of the things that go along with it. We've limited it to words but it's not expressed there as just words. It's everything. So it's the, it's the accumulation of everything, not just a word or words spoken. I've seen in this ministry alone, how many years go by? Let's just say last week you decided not to forgive me and walk in love and walk in forgiveness. Twelve and a half years of ministry. 
everything that I had done, every miracle that God had done in this church, every deliverance you've experienced can be discounted in one event. Have you ever seen that happen? Have you? Have you ever had that happen in your life where you did so many good things, maybe you were on your job and, they, and you just went for months and months and months and then you had that one moment. You know, I've seen marriages that were destroyed in one moment because we couldn't walk in forgiveness or love. I mean, I'm not just talking, I'm, I'm not talking about the overall barometer of things. Again, I think it's everything, the accumulation of it. If you live in abuse, uh, you know, I mean, that's not God and all those things. I mean, there's just things that we know we can't live in. But, you know, I've seen, you know, where a, a wife could not forgive her husband. She couldn't do it. She couldn't release that pain that she felt in that one moment. I've seen that. Have you all ever seen that? And, and we do that in every area of your life. And Paul is telling us here, we can't do that when it comes to the things of God or when it comes to the church or when it comes to our lives. We have to walk in forgiveness. We have to walk in love. Listen to Proverbs 10 and 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers the multitude of sin. When my wife recently went to a restaurant, a very popular restaurant here in town, We've been there before. There were never any problems at this restaurant, never. The food was good, the buffet was excellent, but there was a roach on the table. I shan't tell you which restaurant it is. <laughs> As we walked through the door, the A was on the sign, and yet there was a roach no, I'm not talking about on the floor. I'm talking about on the table. I think it came out on the plate. Uh, we ain't never been back there. I went to drive through one day, and I'm going through the drive through And y'all ever heard of Crystal Burger? Anybody ever had a Crystal? Don't you just love little crystals? So I pulled through the Crystal. And I got up the drive. I ordered by five cheese crystal. <laughs> I don't know if the guy, maybe he hated me. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I tell you now. I got my five cheese crystals, and I tell you I love them little crystals. And I took a bite out of that first cheese crystal. And when I pulled the cheese crystal away, there was a hairnet. It looked like somebody had gotten the hair out the drain. Amazing, right? I got out of the car, threw up in the yard. Now, I've told you that story, and I hope I don't discourage you from eating at Crystal's, and I didn't tell you about the other place. But here's my question. Now, now that you've heard that, how many words, how many things would I have to say? How much would I have to do to reverse what you heard? If I told you the restaurant today that had a roach on the plate, would you go to it? I'm just asking. See, y'all want to know because you don't want to go. But you know, that was just an, I, I don't think, I, I'd eaten there many times before. There wasn't a roach on the plate. I'd gone there several times. They got an A on the door. That means the public health inspector has looked at the place. Yeah. 
That means they're searching it. Obviously, this was a one in a, I mean, it, 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 it happens. It, it happens. It happens, folks. And in the house of God, it happens. It happens that you can get your feelings hurt. It happens that the pastor will say something dumb. It happens that you will say something dumb. It happens that we will act inappropriately. It happens that we will make each other mad. It happens that we will have discontentment. It happens that we will be frustrated or aggravated at each other. It just flat out happens. But when we don't cover it, how many lives will be affected. How many people will never experience Family Worship Center? How many people will never go to a place or never experience the glory of God? How many will leave a place like this based on something we decided to say because we weren't walking in love? I've done it. Folks, I've been just as guilty as everybody else. I, I'm not going to stand up here and act like you guys know me well enough to know. If I'm going to be real. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you that I'm coming straight up up front because I'm human. I've made just as many mistakes as anybody else sitting in this church. But I'm determined, just like losing weight, just like getting my other stuff in order, I'm going to get my mouth. Because neither circumcision nor uncircumcision matters, but faith which worketh. I wonder how many times we've written something on Facebook that hurt somebody, that destroyed somebody's confidence and faith. And I wonder how many times it would take us to reverse it. What would, how, how much effort would I have to put into to reverse the damage that I've done by, by, by not covering the multitude of sins. The Bible says that love, when we become more mature in God, folks, as we mature in God, it's time for us to change from the busybodies and from the tail bearers. I wonder how many texts were sent last Sunday. And I wonder how many will be sent today. I'm just, I'm just saying. I wonder how many phone calls were made last Sunday. See, the, the, we all love to jump on the bad. We love that, man. You look at Facebook, let somebody write something bad and I'll have 4,000 comments. Come on now. Y'all know it's right. Somebody talk about life is terrible. It's hard. I just can't make it. And somebody spit on me today. And everybody like, oh, poor thing. We love you. Oh. And then you write something like, God is good all the time. All the uh, one. We like bad news. We like to spread bad news. We like to carry tales. But you know what the Bible says in Proverbs? God hates. This is the God of love. God that is love is emotionally passionate, passionately emotional about the negative junk because it destroys people and it disconnects, it disharmonizes, brings disunity and God said he's into unity. I and the Father are one. 
I would that you would be one so that the world could see. God wants us to be one. I want to grow us up. I want to mature us to the point that we change the way we're doing things. I want to change our, our efforts and let's put our efforts into the right things and move our efforts towards people getting saved. Move our efforts towards those things. Realizing that souls matter, lives matter, marriages matter. We can say things, there are marriages that are gonna fail because we, 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 we didn't necessarily move them in the right direction. Because we didn't, we, maybe that we supported something we shouldn't support. We've gotta support the word of God. We've gotta stand there. The Bible says God hates Somebody that bears false witness. God hates tail-bearing. See, this, this situation has exposed a lot. First of all, exposed my frivolity. It exposed the fact that I, I, don't, I, I wasn't guarded enough. It exposed it. It exposed that I got too loose and, and too lenient on myself. I allowed my, I gave myself permission to say something dumb and not be prepared. It exposed it. But what else did it expose? What else was exposed in our church? A lot. A lot was exposed. It definitely should expose us to real forgiveness. And it definitely should expose us to real love. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. Proverbs 17, 9. Proverbs 17, 9. He that covers a transgression. This is the word, folks. This isn't Pastor Steve or Steve McCart. This is the word. Are you ready for the word? This is the word. You want to know whether somebody's spiritually mature? You want to know whether or not they're capable of the spiritual uh, 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 emphasis that God may have for their life? Are they really ready? Are they really, I mean, are they walking in God's plan? You really want to know? He that covers a transgression seeketh love. But he that spreads a matter separates very friends. People that were close are no longer close. They're distant because we decided to spread a matter. But he that covereth it, he that covereth seeketh love. Where's our love walk? You know, um, love, and this is to finish up, is about a perspective. It's not, it's not just emotionally garbledygook, it's perspective. If we had a car accident out front and uh, I was standing across the street and you were on top of the roof and somebody else was down the road, somebody else was right there on the street. If we took an interview of all the different people who saw the accident, how many understand it would always look different from a different perspective? My perspective of the event and your perspective of the event, I promise you, it's the same. And they're both real. I've come to realize that everybody's they're, they're, they're right from their perspective. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm trying to say? From their perspective, from my wife's perspective, I know she's not going out to hurt me. I know she's not trying to destroy our marriage. And if I was her, I'd probably think the same way she does, but I'm not her. 
Anybody see what I'm trying to say? It's a real thing. We must understand, if we think about the love of God, if we think about God as love, how do we really know God is love? How do I know it? Is it just emotional? How do I know it? Well, let me give you some ideas. Because the character of God displays to me real love. Now, what, what character does it have? Well, it has judgment in it. It don't look like love in and of itself, does it? But because he loves us enough, judgment is there. Forgiveness is there. Peace is there. But those aren't the only things. How about correction? Whom the Lord loveth, he chastens, he corrects. Now, that don't look like love. But see, just like Stephen, I, I, with this little puppy, I bet it, it's not just my goal. We're going to get you a puppy. You helping. You know, potty training is not easy. It ain't fun. And so this morning, they were all up, and each one of them had a turn walking the dog. I don't think they thought I loved them this morning. Who wants to do that? I mean, cartoons are on. iPads are in the hand. I don't want to do that. But see, because I love them, I wanted them to have responsibility. The word of God was given for reproof, rebuke, and the uh, growth of the, uh, the maturation of the believer. It wasn't just given so that you and I can look at each other and say, I love you. I love you. I just love you. No. It was given so that when there were squabbles and dissensions and times when God had fitly joined us in a place, we could still work it out. We could still work it out. Let's just look at it. Here, let's just look. Now, it's perspective, right? And it's motivation. What is the motive? What is my motive? In the actions that I do, what is my motive? I mean, we have to examine the motive. Isn't that right? I mean, if my motive, if you can get to my motive, if you can get to a real motive, then you can examine my love walk. I mean, is my motive, like for this church, I spend a lot of time protecting this church, protecting the body that God gave me. Because my motive is to build what God told me to build. It's, there's a motive there. It's not an incorrect motive for me to be careful or, 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 uh, or protective. It's not, I'm not, people might assume, well, he's just trying to be selfish. He's just trying to build his own little deal. No, God sent me with a mission and gave me an, a, a mandate, and I have to protect the mandate. Does anybody understand that? That's not trying to build a kingdom. That's not trying to be selfish. Does anybody understand? How, many, how about your house? I mean, how many decisions have you made about your house, your children, your, 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 your different things that you've done? You didn't allow somebody in your house. Maybe there was some boy that started dating your, your, your girl, your daughter. Have you ever had that happen? Any of y'all had the boy come start dating your daughter? I mean, you threw him out or you kicked him out. He said, you can't see that. I was dating a little girl when I was in high school. I was about 15 years old and things got a little heated. And I, 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 I don't know why, but I told some story on a tape. Oh, don't start imagining. Just listen to what I got to say. And the parents got a hold of it. Oh, no is right. And they forbade us. You cannot see him. I've had my parents say this to me. I'll support that, but I will not. Have you all ever had that? Have you ever said that? I'll, I'll, I'll help you there. I'll support you there. But I'm not. Why? Why would you do that? Why? What is the motive? 
It's because the motive is you truly love. Maybe, maybe it's not about just one thing or another. It's real. There's a, there's a bunch of things involved. Now look, we said it's perspective and motive, right? Turn over to Corinthians. I'm finishing with this. Turn over there. Corinthians chapter 13. And we're done with this. This is it. Should have been finished by now, but I'm not. The food will still be there and roaches will be there as well. Lots of protein, very healthy. <laughs> Fry them good. And I'm going to read this. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. You got to understand something. God did not call us to judge somebody else's love. That happens a lot. We stand, we stand back here, we get up on our post and we go, He don't love! He's got a problem. If he really loved. Come on now. Come on. Have y'all ever had anybody do that to you? If you were a real Christian. Oh, I know I'm not alone on that one. If he was a real pastor. If he was a real Christian. Or if she was a real saint. Oh, yeah. We've all had that happen, haven't we? Because we stand back here in judgment of somebody else's love. And do you know the Bible is written to you? This scripture, when I read this to you, I want you to look at you, only you. Because it's about how you respond, not how they act. The love walk that each of us is called to is about us. This scripture was written about you and how you are supposed to act without judging the one who's acting against you. Wow. You ready? You. I'm going to say me, okay? You, I want you to say I. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and I don't have love, I... And become a sounding brass. And though I have all the gifts of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give, now, now while I'm reading this, I don't want you to point your finger at me and go, that's talking to you, Pastor Steve. Because that's what people do. Oh, yeah, see, he don't really love people. He's not a real pastor. Look at him. He's not a real pastor. Look at the way. I saw him the other day yell at somebody. No, 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 no. You're not judging me. You're judging you. All right, you ready? Though I give my body to be burned and I don't have love, it doesn't profit me nothing. Love suffers long. Another scripture says it never ends. Charity, love suffers long. Love is kind. Not, 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 no, no, don't point the finger at me and say whether well, I've been kind. You weren't there when I fasted six days for your family. 
You weren't there when I got on my hands and knees and begged God to turn things around and help your marriage. You weren't there when I gave up everything to come to Florence, South Carolina. You weren't there to see Amy and I uh, going through all that we went through at times with the struggles we had in the church and having to walk in forgiveness. You weren't there. So it's pretty easy at one moment to look at anybody. But this scripture isn't about somebody else. This scripture is about what are you going to do. It's time to, see, you don't look at them. Because I can't look at you and determine whether or not you're actually in love. I may not like what you did. I might not like how you felt. But how will I? How will I act? How will I respond to what you did? How will I be a Christian? How, what is my love walk? Because I don't have to answer for your love walk. I got to answer to God for mine. Can I work it out? Can I forgive? Can I? Can I? Yes. Listen, man, this is good. Anybody getting anything out of this? We're going to grow up. This is going to be a mature church. Not just going through the motions. Love suffers long. It's kind. Are you kind? Am I kind? Charity. Love doesn't envy. Love doesn't vaunt itself. It's not puffed up. Doesn't behave itself unseemly. Seeks not its own. Wow. Here, let me read it from another translation. Are you ready? Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love is never envious. It never boils over with jealousy. It doesn't boast. It's not vainglorious. It doesn't display itself haughtily. It isn't conceited and inflated. It doesn't act in pride. It's not rude. Now, don't point your finger at me and say, I've been rude. I'm talking about you. And you, you know, I'm talking about me, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's easy to look. Somebody, maybe somebody across the room from you, you didn't like what they did to you. Maybe they didn't act right in the marriage the other night. But it's not about them. I mean, when I'm reading this, do you think of somebody else or do you think of you? <laughs> That's good. It hopes... Uh, here we go. Doesn't sing. It is not touchy. Are you? Do you have a chip on your shoulder? Do I have a chip on my shoulder? Knock it off. Waiting for you to do something wrong. You know, I found out something. If you'll look for a problem, you'll find it. I also found this out. To him that's pure, all things are pure. Isn't that amazing? Are we walking around with chips on our shoulders saying, knock it off? Come on, let me see you make a mistake so I can ridicule you and tell you that you're a bum and you didn't do what's right and I'm quitting you. I'm done. I'm finished. I'll tell you what, if he does one more thing to me, if he does one more thing, he's hurt me so much. I'm talking about everybody in this room. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not touchy. It's not fretful. It's not resentful. It's not resentful. We don't walk in resentment. It's not resentful. It takes no account. It doesn't add it up. You ever met anybody that just adds it up, one fault after another? You blew it here, now you blew it there, and then you blew it there, and here you blew it there. 
Then they're just looking for you to blow it. And they adding it up until the, they tilt the scales to the point they can no longer. You can do that in your marriage and wreck your marriage. You'll wreck it. And, work, and love is a work. It's not a feeling. It's an effort. It's a desire. It's a, it's a, it's a controlled thing. Now, here we go. It, it, it doesn't pay attention to suffered wrong. It takes no account of evil done to it. Not that you would continue in it. I mean, you should cert- certainly, if we could reason together and talk about it, we might be able to con- constructively fix it. Do you understand? It does not rejoice at injustice. You ever seen somebody that's glad when somebody else fails? Just couldn't wait for you to have a downturn and be like, see, I told you. Anybody ever had that? Just waiting. Boy, I, what, I, they'll prophesy over you. You know, they got a prophecy. You know, they're going to have problems, and this is going to be a problem. They're going to be... That ain't the God that I serve. My sons were Taekwondo yesterday. Little Brian's a little more athletic than Stephen. It's just a fact. So Stephen goes in, does his little thing, and at the end of it, Brian comes up, does his little thing, and Brian got a a trophy. And Stephen didn't get the trophy for the same thing. Oh. Has anybody ever had that happen? Where one got the trophy and the other didn't? Oh, Stephen's... He comes over. I said, Stephen, we always rejoice in someone else's success. We always rejoice in someone else's success. And I rejoice in your success, even though you didn't get the trophy. I'm proud of you because I know you did your best. Folks, we need to be stop looking at the failures of an individual and start looking at their successes. We need to stop pouting about what we didn't get and start be rejoicing with what somebody else got. Why would we want anybody else to fail? As mad as I've been with somebody and as upset as I've been, I have never prayed for their failure. I've never hoped that they would not succeed. I've never thought one time, boy, I hope God will show them. What? That's not the way we act. That isn't a real believer. Real believers will say, well, we're in disagreement. I've said it before, we're in disagreement, but God bless them all you can. Bless me all you can. And God, if we can work this out and you can draw us back together and we can have forgiveness, let that be so. And I say to you, church, that's where we've got to be. We've got to stop getting on Facebook and bashing each other and beating each other up and tearing each other down. I had somebody say this yesterday, or not yesterday, the other day. Somebody actually said this, and it hurt me more than anything you could imagine. I mean, in the natural. Obviously, I'm walking in forgiveness, and I don't even, I'm, I'm going to think about it today. I'm going to leave it because I want to share it with you. Somebody said, now we know what he really thinks about us. No, you don't. If you could say that you don't know me at all, you don't know nothing about me. You don't know who I am. You don't know what it costs me to do this. You don't know me. You can't judge somebody by three words. You can't make a determination. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't because God can change everybody. If it was true, God could change it. I don't know you. You don't know me. And tomorrow we won't, just about the time you think you know me and you, I think I know you, there's something different. We have to think differently. How do we have to think? We don't have to walk in the flesh We can walk in the spirit and we don't have to fulfill the lust of the flesh and we don't have to determine our feelings about somebody by what they do. We have to determine our feelings by what we 
Love covers a multitude of sin. Folks, I want to ask you one more time. I beg of you one more time. I plead with you one more time. Will you walk in love with me? Will you forgive me? Will you let the past be the past and can we move on to the future? I certainly can't help what somebody else would do, but I can't help what I'm going to do. Stand up on your feet. If you've got problems with somebody today, I had a lady one time. She was dying of cancer. Stage four, she was on her way to heaven. She, she had knew the Lord, but, but uh, my mom brought me in and said, will you go pray with this lady? They're, gonna, they're giving her up to die. She's at home. She's not going to make it. She had been eaten up by cancer, totally eaten up, totally eaten up. No hope of, of healing at all except for Jesus. And, uh, and so I went over the house, and as I was sitting there, I was only about 18, 19 years old. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me in that house. And the Lord said, she's dying today because she has unforgiveness and bitterness in her heart. And so I'm sitting there, my mom wants me to pray, and I said, Mom, I have to say something to her. I said, Ma'am, I said, the Lord revealed this to me. You have hate and bitterness in your heart, and that's what's killing you. This disease came from that hate. And my mother pinched me on the leg like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? And the lady began to weep and cry, weep and cry. She said, you're right. You're right. I hate my husband. He left me all those years ago and left my children, left me and left us destitute and I hate him. I can't stand him for what he did to me. He destroyed my life, left me destitute. I just can't stand him. I said, ma'am, if you'll forgive him today, you'll be healed in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, bitterness, unforgiveness, hate in your heart will bring sickness and death to your life. The Bible says, many are weak and sickly among us and many sleep because they did not properly discern the body of Christ. She called her husband that afternoon. I prayed for her. She called her husband that afternoon and told him, I forgive you. I forgive you. I ask you to forgive me. I can't have this in my heart. You know, God healed that lady of cancer within days. She was totally cancer free. Today, if you're in this room, today, if there's something in your heart that you've harbored, some bitterness that you've continued on, don't walk there. Don't walk in that. Release it. Let it go. Let it go. Move on with God. Move past that. Move past it in your marriage. Move past it. Yeah, you might need some counseling. You might need help getting over whatever happened. Maybe there was something. But you can't allow that root of bitterness to stay. It will choke you. It will kill you. And it will destroy you. And that, the only one hurt by bitterness is you. You'll be the one plucked up from the place God had for you. You'll be the one removed from the mission God had for your life because you can't let go of something petty and insignificant. He said, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision matters, but love that worketh by faith.